just like that old song, we heard another old song, the notion of a T-Mobile Sprint merger uh, surfaced again. Craig Moffat joined us right now, senior analyst at Moffat Nathanson, uh, to talk about this deal. So we, we have talked about this deal in the past, Craig. Um, and, and what has changed besides the administration and the likelihood of a, approval? <laughs> yeah, it's, a great, it's a great question. This is um, this has been a topic of conversation almost continuously since about 2013. Um, the big thing that, that has changed is the the administration and uh, under a Democrat regime, a Sprint T-Mobile tie-up had no chance at all. Um, the, the the FCC and the Department of Justice both made that clear at the time. Under a Republican regime, it's got better odds, but I don't know that you can say they're great. It's it's just it, it's not unthinkable, but it's still a it's still a heavy lift. One of our uh, Bloomberg Gadfly, our, our fast commentary uh, section, one of the writers wrote, you know, why does T-Mobile even want Sprint? They say Sprint isn't actually uh, exactly a hot commodity. It's got thirty three billion dollars of net debt. Uh, meantime, you've got T-Mobile at the top of its game. Is that a fair question, Craig? Well, yes and no. Um, in the very short term, it's a fair question. But I do think that T-Mobile and its corporate parent, Deutsche Telekom, look at the U.S. market and and concede that uh, they will need greater scale to be truly long-term competitive. Um, now, you know what the definition is of long-term is anybody's um, is sort of a Rorschach test for almost anyone as to w- how long is long. But um, but o- over the long term, the wireless business is going to become more capital intensive as as the the usage of data rises and as networks get denser and denser and denser. And that's going to take real money and it's going to take real scale. And I think what what they're looking at is um, ultimately, they the two companies would be better together than apart. Um, but it, look, it's absolutely true that Sprint brings with it a lot of problems. Not least is the balance sheet that you described, um, with a tremendous amount of debt. What? Why do the companies differ technologically? Obviously, they both provide you know cellular or wireless service. But but get us a little geeked out here in terms of spectrum and so on. What what do they each have that's different? Well, you know, it's funny. If you went back seven, eight, nine years ago, um, what really mattered was the technology that they used. So um, in geek speak, um, T-Mobile was and is a GSM-based carrier, um, at least for what its 3G network was, while Sprint was CDMA. For a long time, that would have made them incompatible um, technologically. And it was a similar incompatibility that, that um, arguably is what tanked Sprint when they originally bought um, Nextel, and they had two different networks. Today, that's much less important. Everybody's evolving to LTE networks, and in some ways, T-Mobile itself wrote the book on how to do a merger when they bought Metro PCS, and instead of trying to consolidate the technologies, really conceptualized the merger around spectrum bands. Um, and so that's much more now what what this is about. Wait, can I it's you, obviously can you, about can I subscribers that, as well. But sorry, can you explain that, Craig? What do, what do you mean? Uh, 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 come together around the cellular the bands. Well, both companies use um, a, a spectrum band called 
PCS band or 1.9 gigahertz. Um, so they, they are quite compatible there. That provides for significant synergy in consolidating the way they use that spectrum and in that network. Um, but then they bring other assets as well. T-Mobile has, has bought a significant amount of low-band spectrum in the last few years um, that provides is very good for coverage. And what many people think the crown is the crown jewel of Sprint is this treasure trove of a huge amount of what used to be considered extremely high-frequency spectrum and is now considered sort of high mid-band um, in the 2.5 gigahertz range. And the concept has always been that that will be enormously valuable for providing lots and lots of capacity. The problem is Sprint's never had the money to be able to spend to build out that part of their network. And so their network has, all, has never really been sufficient to prove the the concept of using that spectrum in, in, a, in a meaningful way. Craig, building on that then, let's assume that this deal finally does get done after so many years. Then is there a next phase? Does Comcast or Charter Communications <laughs> then want in on all of this? Look, I, I kind of doubt it, um, but but th- th- that's that's a lot of dominoes to 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 fall. First, you have to get through um, the can we even get a deal done? That's before we get it to Washington, and can it be approved? Is there the basis of of a real combination here? Both companies, I think, theoretically would would like to do a merger, but their valuations don't match up very well. Sprint is still extremely expensive relative to T-Mobile. Um, and uh, trades at a much higher multiple. Um, some of that you can attribute to that 2.5 gigahertz spectrum, but not all of it. And so you you would have a very hard time figuring out what's the right exchange ratio. Um, and then if you can find the right exchange ratio, you've got the problem that the two companies have what is arguably too much debt. Um, and they And you can't just increase the exchange ratio and say, well, if Sprint is going to trade at 850 a share or, or, or what have you, then T-Mobile should be worth 80 because mm. then the com- combination of the two companies is too expensive. And as soon as you announce the deal, the sum of the two of them, they both fall. And so there's all of these problems to how do we actually find the basis for an economic combination? Right. And then you've got the question of it's maybe a coin flip if you can get this thing approved. <laughs> Okay, so so as you said, a lot of dominoes that would have to fall. Uh, a lot of fun chances for ARB <laughs> is what I'm hearing. Craig, uh, always appreciative of your insight. Craig Moffat, founder and senior analyst at Moffat Nathanson Research, on the phone in New York. By the way, Corey, T-Mobile shares, they are up 5.3%. Sprint shares up 8.9%. This is Bloomberg Markets. Carol Master, Corey Johnson. We are Bloomberg Radio.